Okay, welcome listeners, and thank you for tuning into our podcast. Today is Wednesday, October 4th, 2017, and um, first, you know, my name is Maga, but first I, I, I do want to do a shout out to the uh, Las Vegas victims. Um, our hearts go out to them, and, uh, you know, just, just a terrible, terrible thing that happened um, there. And uh, I also want to let the listeners know that, you know, we are, um, again, just average average people. We do not have any broadcasting background or any uh, politics uh, background as well. So, you know, you're, you're obviously going to see a little um, of that going into these podcasts. Uh, but, uh, you know, we just, we just want you guys to know that. So, again, my name is Maga. My name is Bad Driver. And I'm Tech Support, and together we're Stereotypes. And definitely my heart goes out to the victims and their family and everybody who are victim of crime. And, I mean, my condolences. I My heart goes out, and I'm sorry for that. Me too. Mm-hmm. Very heartbreaking. When you read those, yeah, all those is. stories of victims, of the victims, and what they yes. went through. And I mean, it's, it's, yeah. uh, I mean, this needs to stop, but the only way it can stop if we take that initiative uh, within ourselves that, okay, I shouldn't just go crazy if I'm <laughs> thinking of killing myself. Let me kill myself. <laughs> And not kill other people, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, so, I, I I guess that's a discussion for maybe another show. Yes, definitely. So, We're gonna. Yeah, do that. And uh, well, let's start with the, the recap of the previous uh, previous weeks. Uh, uh, we were talking about. Uh, three. We came out with these three questions, which we're going to discuss, and. Uh, the first question was, do we think, do you think the modern uh, police force is too militarized? And my answer was yes. And uh, what was yours, Maga? Uh Mine was yes as well. Yeah. And uh, bad driver here, uh, mine is yes as well. Yes. Uh, let's discuss this. Well, first of all, for me, it is they they are militarized, right? I don't know. To also, yeah, they are militarized. The reason I think they are is when you look at a police, if you feel intimidated, um, most, uh, most likely because they are. Wearing all these gears and uh, uh, you know wearing guns. I mean, they always wear or guns, but they look like a military personnel and who is very aggressive most of the time. That's what I'm saying. Most of the time, they are very aggressive. Mm-hmm. I walked up to this cop the other day. He's one of his headlights were out, right? So I walked up yeah. to him and. He rolled down his window within, like, uh, I stood in front of his window, and he rolled down his window after 
uh, you know, 10, 15 seconds, and uh, I told him, like, hey, you, one of your headlights were out. He's like, I know. <laughs> that was the behavior, right? I understand. Maybe at least 20 people before me came and told him that. I understand. But I was not one of those 20 people. Uh, I, well, I was, I mean, I was one of those 20 people, most likely, but... Uh, what I'm saying is, I don't know those 20 people, but it is my duty to let that person know. I mean, then my answer was, uh, well, I, this is what I replied. I'm like, yeah, uh, I'm glad that light, or, or light is still out, otherwise you would get a ticket. So, I'm so, so and he rolled up. Right, right, yeah. 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 Interaction. I mean, uh, police are supposed to be uh, the community uh, people, and they're supposed to help each other. They should be friendly and all that. And again, we still need them to be intimidating as well. Otherwise, people wouldn't, uh, uh, wouldn't you know, follow the laws, and they'll tend to break more laws. That was one of the things. But... That's it. I mean, you guys uh, can go ahead and take the floors. Uh, go ahead with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm at, um, this is Maga. No, I, I think, you know, yes, the police force is too militarized. Uh, on the contrary on this, I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing uh, with that because there's, there's along with the, the, the military, you know, people just assume that you know, military training is, you know, just straight uh, shoot to kill. And, and that's not the case at all, especially with uh, the modern terrorism out there. When people are being, uh, military uh, soldiers are being deployed to Afghanistan, you know, they are trained um, in actually um, de-escalation uh, training uh, procedures. And they are trained uh, to actually, you know, not shoot to kill first, um, as as many you know of these uh, U.S. citizens uh, like to believe or just assume that they but, are actually well, trained. But trained, our, trained our police force, because hold on, I'm not done yet. Trained to de-escalate because they are not just dealing with uh, terrorists in Afghanistan. They're dealing with uh, children. They're dealing with civilians as well. And in order to mainly, uh, they are dealing with, with the civilians. Yes, mainly. They're mainly in Iraq, in Syria, in Afghanistan. Where do you go? Most of the time, their majority of their dealings are with the civilians. Yeah, and, and, so and a lot of the civilians obviously have ties. They do have ties with the terrorists, don't get me wrong. There's quite a, a majority of them that do, but there's also the majority that don't. That They're just normal you know, civilians that are trying to you know, actually uh, escape this country, escape the country that they're in, you know. And well, so I mean, they're having to the, the, the police the situation and and so they're not they're not on a shoot to kill basis. And so I think I think there's a lot of misinterpretation that is it is it too is it is is no being too militarized a bad thing for the police force and, and that's not actually the case, you know. Be, you know, there's a lot of de-escalation training within the military training, including the police uh, force as well. You, I mean, you look at, um, and and there's there's so many cases of this. But again, like uh, bad driver uh, quoted and, and and mentioned in the last episode, 
is that the media doesn't focus on this. The media focuses on the negativity, and part of that negativity is the social media, you know? So we're to blame, too, because the social media is actually posting, you know, Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is, is, is posting a lot of negative things, and they're not posting, you know, uh, or focusing on any of the positive things. So the, the police force training has, um, I know, you know, uh, back in 2010, uh, a perfect example of this is, is Dallas Chief Officer David Brown, who was the, the lead of the, uh, the Dallas shooting and, and the de-escalation of that. Um, he, you know, he, which this obviously occurred in 2015, but he took office in 2010. And since then, since he took office, uh, you know, the, the crime, arrest, violence, um, you know, cases with uh, cops to uh, suspects have, have dropped. And, you know, Dallas is not only the incident, uh, the city, to where de-escalation training has been enforced and has taken place. You, know, you look at Seattle, you look at Baltimore, you look at New York City. And if you think about for the military and for the police, it's two different things because police is dealing with the civilians in a country where it's not destabilized most of the time. And uh, military is dealing with the civilians where the country is at war. It's uh, in a country where they are very much destabilized. And you're talking about uh, uh, the, the civilians are related, somehow connected to the uh, terrorists. Yeah, definitely. You know why? Most of the, uh, like, uh, most of the terror, those terrorists, are related to some kind of family, just like this uh, Vegas shooter. He has family, right? They're not terrorists as right. well. They're not political right. killers. They are definitely related. And those kind uh, of... Yeah, but the, 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 main, the main point that I'm trying to make is that so many people, so many uh, U.S. citizens and so many people of this country just assume that, you know, military training does not include de-escalation tactics within, oh, and especially within the police force. Especially within the police force. And the police force, their de-escalation tactics and procedures are taking a place in, in many metropolitan cities, you know? And that, that's a really yeah. misconception that, that, that is happening. So is but it, is it too militarized? Yes. Yeah. But is that a bad thing? No. It's not a bad thing that it's too militarized. Well, the the problem is, uh, the problem is the police is not trained um, exactly like the military. There are a lot of protocols in the military before you can fire off your weapon, and it, you have to go through a lot of authorization uh, before you can uh, shoot someone. Uh, as for the police force, it seems that they they get the physical training and the firearms training, but as for the de-escalation and the pre-authorization to fire and things like that, it seems that they are not. There seem to be lacking in that part of the training. So that's my concern. Well, that's, that's, that's not the case at all. That's not the case at all. Um, yes, sir. You you gave that's examples. You gave examples of when you know then when de-escalation was applied, but it doesn't seem like it everyone is uh, using it. it uh, some 
you know, maybe the, the um, uh, a police officer, maybe he was in the military, so he had experience with de escalation. So that's why when he the maybe when he David Brown, David Brown was not in the military. He he never had. He did not have a military background. He was highly educated, and he went through many academies. Um, and during there, those academies, he was actually trained on the de-escalation. Uh, there you go, but not well the, the but a, 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 any typical uh, policeman do not go through that much uh, training and education uh, at academies. You know, uh, so yeah, we're so, talking about majority, right? So, so uh, the I majority of a little bit that we kind of drifted into our second question, and the second question is in general, police force way uh, receive a lot of firearm training and uh, training related to de-escalation does cause many of them to have a shoot first escalator mentality should the de-escalation training be prioritized over the firearms training and only use shoot to kill tactics at a la as a last resort that yes. was kind of we kind of drifted in uh to this question so i just wanted to put it out there go ahead yes yes definitely uh um police training yes yeah you need to do the yeah, this is your typical training. You need to know, learn, learn, and know how to shoot properly. It, it, I've heard stories. Um, I, I'm a gun owner myself, and I've been to uh, gun ranges, and I've heard stories where they say that police officers are usually the worst shooters there. So yes, they definitely need to keep up with their physical training, definitely their firearms training, but they also need to incorporate more. Uh, of the and of different and and historically successful de-escalation techniques. If those techniques uh, come from the military, then that's what they need to get from the military. If if they if they're if they want to be yeah. more militarized, then they need to have similar training as the military as well. In every aspect, uh, not just That's the physical and just the firearms. Being military is not actually, uh, and being militarized is not actually uh, a bad thing, which I agree with. Uh, MAGA and bad driver. Uh, if and if we are getting into that, we should have the police to follow some of these uh, protocols that uh, military people. Uh, U.S. military follows while uh, dealing with the civilians. It doesn't matter what, in a war zone or in a, in uh, a peaceful, peaceful country. Right. We should have uh, we should have right. those kind of trainees within the police and military should have uh, a military should share this kind of training with our police force. They're sharing the guns. They're sharing the armed trucks and uh, armored vehicles. Why not the training? Well, the, the the training exists. I mean, despite what that's what I'm saying. Despite what you know, people believe out there that you know it doesn't exist. The training is out there, and I, I think it it definitely needs to continue to improve as far as uh, you know and strengthen on the de-escalation tactics uh, training portion. But it, it does exist, and there are cases out there um, where it's actually taken effect. You know, another 
another case was the Officer Mater case, which is um, that was based out of West Virginia, and this was back in uh, uh, let's see, 2000. I think it was 2015. Stephen Mater, he's a 24-five-year-old Marine uh, Corvette, okay, and he obviously was a became a police officer there, and he, you know, was he was responding to a call from a. Um, dispatcher from a lady that said, you know, she was irate and she was, um, you know, just hysterical. And then she hung up the phone. And so he, he arrived to the, uh, to the scene and there was an individual, Ronald Williams, 23 year old black man standing outside with his hands behind his back. Uh, so Stephen Mater basically, you know, responded, Hey, you know, show me your hands. And he said, no, I can't do that. And so he basically, uh, was diffusing the situation. Um, and then while that was going on, the girlfriend was in the house and basically called 911 again, more police officers showed up. Um, as they, as they arrived, Stephen Mater was already in the process of de-escalating the situation. Uh, you know, he had the black man down, uh, on the ground. Um, and one of the, the, one of the hands of, uh, Ronald Williams, was he was holding in fact holding a gun and well, he yeah. had a gun in his hand it was he was armed ronald williams the uh the the black man the black man was yeah. holding a gun and i mean stephen mater could obviously with the stereotype of a police officer knowing that he had a gun could have immediately shot the guy but yeah, that's exactly. not what he did and he de-escalated the situation and it wasn't until it wasn't until the police the police officers arrived, okay, that they actually shot and, and killed Ronald Williams, the black man. The That's other police I officers see, did that, uh, you know. And it, it wait, but, but that military training is better than what we have in police. <laughs> so listen to this. But you know what happened? Officer Mater got fired. He got fired because he did not, um, you know, Should've. basically. Shoot him. Shoot, shoot him. So, yeah, so exactly. Shoot the guy. You know, and it's like he was basically stated. Nader said before you go to Afghanistan, you need to be able to to kind of read people, and not everybody over there is a bad guy, but they all dress the same, and that's kind of what the situation was that night. Exactly. And so he he knew he knew, you know, and basically, so he got fired because there was, you know, obviously. The chief, basically, and the the other officers that arrived on site, you know, felt mainly one other police officer felt that his his life was in danger um, immediately when he arrived on site, and Stephen Mayer did not, uh, to, you know, take that into consideration. So that's why he was terminated. But then, I mean, it's I just want you guys to know that. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. But I, I mean, I want you guys to know that, you know, tactics are out there, and you know, having a military back, background is is very effective in becoming a police officer. Right. I think the main the main the main thing is to more more background when these individuals are going to the police academy. Um, for me. That's that's my that's my theory. Is more See, background. You know, the more. Thing yeah, uh, the the worst thing is the system actually failed his training. His good training was failed by the system. So our system is 
uh, is uh, punishing this man uh, who de-escalated this thing, who didn't shoot right away. Instead, we, he tried to, you know, de-escalate the situation. It he got punished. And yes. guess what? If it happened in a war zone and he shot that man, he followed the protocol that police just trained, uh, told him or fired him for, if he followed the police protocol in Afghanistan or in Iraq, he would get court-martialed. You know that, right? Because mm -hmm. nobody drawn or nobody... He, there's he no threat. He didn't try to like this. Uh -huh. uh, there's no immediate threat. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. You're saying, you're saying he would have gotten court-martialed because he did not draw his gun and shoot? Is that what you're saying? No, no. What I'm saying is he would get court-martialed in the military in Afghanistan if he did not try to de-escalate before he drew his gun. Well, if, if, they, if they deem the scene, the scene, whether it's overseas or whether it's here, as a threat to mili you know, military or police officers, and there's a, a police officer or a soldier that admits that they felt like their life was in danger, Okay. No, but then they are that, supposed to. No, the, the military does not follow that. The military follows, no, you know, yeah. you only shoot back when, well, at least the U.S. military. When they uh, when, shoot you. Yeah, shoot when, you. yeah when, you only shoot back uh, if, if, the, if, the, if, your, if your opposition is not shooting at you or he, if he's just holding a gun, your part as a soldier is to try to de-escalate the situation, try to get that opposition to lower his uh, his firearm and surrender. Um, whereas our police force, if they see um, their opposition is holding a gun, they can just scream, oh, I fear for my life, pull out their gun and shoot the guy. I mean, that's, that's not the escalation at all. And as you mentioned, so, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, foreigners or when we're in another country uh, differently than our own. Right. Citizens. So, well, I mean, we, we, we don't even give our citizens a chance to uh, surrender. We just see the, um, we just see the gun the, and the police says, oh, I fear for my life. Uh, I'm going to shoot him. And then, and then his, you know, his bosses, the judge, the, you know, the local government, whatever, um, so we, we usually side with him unless they're just um you know well, un like, again, like yeah. just hard, hard I mean, again, evidence against him so and, and, and all of these all, all of these, these the escalation tactics uh, from these officers uh, like the last one that you mentioned he received it the re he received that training from somewhere else not from the police force itself um exactly that's so that's, I that's, only, that's I, my I only I only, I only, I only point out the fact that he had a military background. Where he got his de-escalation tactics, you know, obviously he got it from being in the Marines. But now, as far as you know, getting it from the police academy that he was in and whatnot, I'm, I'm for sure that he he got that training as well. So it's not he might have from a military background. It's coming from the police academy as well, and, well, and they're. Their training is that. No, it, he, uh, military he, training. Military training trains you to deal with different kinds of people with different backgrounds, mm -hmm. right? 
They, right. tra- they yeah. train yeah. you, they teach you. Uh, that same training should be in the United States for the police. You know why? Because we are also a melting pot. You are dealing with even more different kind of people with different backgrounds in land than in a foreign country. Right, and you're you're country. you're dealing with a friendly. You're a friendly. You you're not you're not in a in an enemy yes. territory. Also, uh, yeah. I mean, in the military follows this very strict rule. <laughs> so you, you, in you, the think, you think they start. You think you think these certain uh, certain uh, things that that these police officers are walking up to are a friendly environment, you know, in this country? They're, I mean, I mean they there's a fifty fifty that you're um, walking up to a uh, whether it's a friendly or not. But in the military, when you're in a foreign country, no, when you're when in, a, when, when let, let me finish. When you're in, when you walk when you're in a yeah, enemy country. You and you see you for sure that guy is a uh, is a terrorist, a Taliban, or or a freedom fighter, no, whatever you call it. Not true at all. If if, if, if you see that that's guy, no, if you see that guy, you know for sure that's an enemy, but you still cannot shoot until he shoots at you. Whereas in in this country, uh, you stopping you know a. Um, uh, an American citizen or an American resident. So, yes, there's a 50-50 chance that that guy might turn on you, might have a gun, might turn on you. But uh, if you're going to be militarized, you need to have that training, that train of thought that, uh, uh, okay, you know, let's try to de-escalate the situation first if let's approach it as a friendly do you think bad driver hold on bad driver you don't think that exists today no I, do you think that that does not exist it does it does exist it does exist today no but it seems de-escalation training yes there is there is training very much optimized to Today's society, the de-escalation uh, uh, that exists in uh, most of the police force, local police force mainly, uh, is not up to the task they uh, they, they face. Uh, some of the uh, counties they actually adopted different kinds of training to deal with uh, different kinds of people, just like Houston PD. Recently, in last say, four, five to seven years, they recently uh, adopt this training to do how to deal with a Muslim woman who is wearing hijab or wearing, you know, mm-hmm. they have mm-hmm. some obligation of, they don't, they can't have men touching them and all that. They can unveil themselves in a, uh, unless they're in a sacred place. This is their freedom of religion so that this kind of training HPD got in recent years to uh, deal with other people's uh, faith and their, uh, to you know so that they don't break the, uh, the constitution. Uh, you know, people uh, people uh, following their uh, freedom of religion. Right. So, uh, back to the to the de-escalation. Yes, they do. The police force does receive the escalation technique, but compared to all, all, all the other trainings that they get, it's very minimal. It's 
uh, it's ridiculously minimal, actually. And you can see it through a lot of their actions. I mean, actually, you know what? I was actually in a situation one time. I think we were uh, we were at a party, and then I guess there was a complaint from the neighborhood, uh, from a neighbor or something. You know what? The police came with their guns drawn, and 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 like 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 we're they're expecting like a gunfight. Um, they came, all the guns drawn, that and we we we, of, we 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 were like, "What the fuck is going on?" They're like, "Oh, okay, we're safe." <laughs> you know i mean i mean when yeah you when you approach a um you know an, an, an i guess an unknown situation um the first thing you should try to do is you know uh, attempt communication and all this stuff which they do in hostage hostage situations um but i feel like they're not doing that when um when confronting uh, in other situations uh like let's say confronting a a, a, a madman you know who's um, who might be armed or who might not be armed but i just disagree with that i do i i disagree with that i i'm not saying the police officers are gun you know trigger happy yes that does exist out there i do agree with that but, you know, the de-escalation tactics, and there's evidence of it, does exist out there, and, it, and they're not just going, you know, the shoot-to-kill is a very last resort, and they are trained to 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 to, uh, to understand it, that. It does but not seem know, that way. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It, it does not okay. seem that way. Mario, what you just said, yes, uh, they do have that training, but they also have this thing called if you see a gun, shoot. And I mean, I, I don't think that's also a good idea. On well, okay. Order. So what? What state? What state? What state? Because obviously the police force is brought back to the states. It's not a federal thing. Okay, you understand the, the law enforcement mm -hmm. is state. So I, I want to know what. Like well, you, you, you just said that uh, if they see a gun, shoot. You know what states are are, are offering are saying that. You know because I want to know. I mean, you look at the violent crimes in the last, from 93 to 2015, it has fell 50%. 50% the violent crimes have dropped. And the perception, I, I, I researched this, there's a study out there, the public perception of the crime rate, and there's, there's been polls. They've asked, you know, individuals, people off the street, they say every year that the crime rate has increased and it's gone up every year since 93. But that's not the case. The FBI have done the numbers and, and have put, has, has pulled the stats, and they're, sh and they're showing from 93 to 2015, the, the, crime, the violent crime rate has dropped 50%. Now, I'm not saying last year and this year have risen since then. Probably. I would, I would agree with that. Now, due to, you know, terrorist attacks, due to interest groups, you know, whatever. I'm not going to go into that. Uh, whole side of why it's increased. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go into that aspect. But the point is the point that I'm together. The point. The point that I'm trying to make. The point that I'm trying to make is our public perception is very, very jaded and it's very misled 
by the media and by our own media that we're creating through social media as well, too. So the public, you know, the public perception thinks that, you know, that the crime rate percentage is super high, but it's not. It's, it's not. And it's, 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 it's very misleading. And I think Nowadays, they have now. Now, on 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 the on the flip side, on the flip side, that I am saying, uh, when when they did these studies, they have also shown that individuals and civilians are not reporting crimes as much as they used to in the past. Okay, whether they you know fear their life or they fear that it's actually not such a huge crime and they don't see deemed a reason to, uh, you know, contact the police and, 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 and report, report the crime. Okay. So that does obviously, well, I, I, I guess, I guess guess another reason is maybe because they don't see the police force as a friendly, um, entity anymore. You know, they might think that, Oh, if I call the police, um, you know, they might come and then they might get me involved. And then, it, but it's probably very little. I would say very little part of it's that. It's very small. It's very is. small. But, I mean, when you portray the police, even when you were younger, okay, even when you were kids, okay, <laughs> did, you, did you portray the police as, oh, this happy-go-lucky friend, you know, uh, suit of arms? Not at all. And they, there was always a sense of fear uh, instilled in your mind uh, as far as order, and enforcing the laws. No, when, 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 when I was a kid, I thought a police officer was, was like the good guy, the hero, and then, you know, the robber is the bad guy, you know, the criminal and all that stuff. Absolutely. But of, absolutely. of, of course, I, you know, I, I've, gotten, I've gotten wiser uh, over the years, and, you know, and then I know that there's uh, some gray areas, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, but in general, policemen are tend to be the good guys, and criminals are the bad guys, uh, and that's still true. You know, of course, that's still true to this day. But it's unfortunate let's, that. Um, let's move on to our last question. That is, since modern police forces, uh, 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 police forces act and look more like the military every day, should they follow the same or similar rules of engagement that the U.S. military follows? Uh, I think we kind of agreed on this, that they are already following a lot of the rules, but uh, for me, it should be uh, more diverse in a sense that they should have more social training, like how to uh, respond to social situations and how to respond to uh, a... Uh, you know, uh, how to respond to a, a situation without the gun. Or, like, even with the gun, like, draw the, the taser first, you know? If he doesn't, if he has a knife, you don't need to shoot that man when you're, like, fa uh, standing far away. You exactly. should probably tase him. And, uh, you know. Well, honestly, no, hey, tech support, another, another uh, study that I showed was, you know, obviously, tasers and other less lethal weapons allow cops to use less force, uh, that, that is false. Um, you know, that, that's a myth because when they are using these tasers, they are using it excessively uh, to the point that it, it is killing the individuals, you know. So, you know, tasers but, is, I don't think tasers is the source, uh, a solution or any other less lethal weapon 
uh, as opposed to a, a gun because they. But you know, with, again, with, 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 with a gun, the oldest cops should with, have like spider webs. <laughs> what do you think about what? that? All these cops have spider, spider webs. webs. Yeah. <laughs> well, I yeah, mean, but yeah, with, I mean, with, are, with, you know, when you fire off a gun, you're, you know, there's a very high chance you're going to kill that person. But when you yeah, fire off a stun, exactly. a, a stun gun, yeah, yes, if, if you keep shocking a guy for like, you know, continuously for like 10, 20 minutes, yeah, that guy's going to be at dead. Least give him a um, chance. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's, that's, at least that's, the stun gun, the, the reason it's less lethal is because when you fire it off, it doesn't it doesn't kill you right away. It, 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 yes, it brings you down, and yo. Know, so you giving, you giving that 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 criminal a chance to surrender, to give up, so that so that you do not need to use more lethal force against them. The, the point I'm trying to make is you, you don't blame the the weapon; you blame the user. Okay, that's using it, and obviously the weapon. You know they need that. Well, we that we, 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 we've not been blaming the weapon. We, we, we're blaming the person. We, we've been blaming the person, and if you look, you're right. We, we've been blaming the person, man, because like, of their lack of training. They, they you know, they're not uh, using their weapons correctly. So. They're not using their weapons correctly because they're getting, they're getting trigger happy. And psychologist Daniel Kahneman actually, uh, you know, quoted and discussed this, that predominantly every individual, there's two ways of thinking. There's system one and there's system two. And system one is our predominant way of thinking, which is rapid gut-level thinking and acting, okay? And that's where this is, this is, this is where, you know, these police officers are just reacting immediately, you know, and it's predominant mm-hmm. based off of the the psycho- psych- psychology of the way the brain works and how they're thinking. I understand the training, you know, is obviously training, you know, them in an unnatural way of thinking to basically de-escalate as opposed to act or react based off of the, the situation or scene that's taking place. And so they're, they're saying, and then the system too, uh, way of thinking is active analytically, okay? And that's mm-hmm. where, you know, the uh, Dallas Chief Officer uh, David Brown, you know, used that, that you know, he, ki- he kicked into that system two level of thinking. But it's a very unnatural way of thinking. Uh, uh, system one is more natural, and that's what's predominantly used in all of uh, individuals. Today. Natural way of thinking for... Right, because the... You know, well, natural because, way of uh, thinking of a police officer should be different. Well, I mean, they the, the, the first... The responsibility right. more than civilian. Right, so the first way is it's more, it's more based on human instinct, human nature, whereas the second is more based on uh, training and, you know, and you, you yeah. being able to apply that training when you're in the situation, Absolutely. so uh, it seems Absolutely. like it seems like uh, more uh, more often cops are are re- using their first um, the first way their you know their human instinct to react uh, in a situation rather than uh, using their training. Uh, that's the, this is assuming that they get adequate training in term in de escalation. Uh, which I'm well, still arguing that they're not. 
Uh, that's why we still see. That just goes back to it goes back to instincts versus how you've been trained. Okay, mm-hmm. and your instincts your instincts are obviously are the first thing that you cling on to. The first thing that you cling on to, and you, I mean, we've never been in a uh, situation that these police officers have been into, and I, I'm sure yeah, really. it's very diff- It's very, it's very difficult to battle in your brain, in your mind, when you approach a, a scene of a crime. Sure. To, I agree to, uh, to, uh, to Maga I agree to Maga on this that we are we were never been into that one, one of those situations. We can, but what we been to is what we know actually is in those situation. Whatever those cops did, if we did it, we would be treated differently. Yeah, and uh, on that note, uh, let's. Uh, talk about our giveaway questions. Uh, we're at the last moment of our uh, uh, episode, this one. So the question is coming from me, uh, tech support this time. The first question is, our LGBT, it's on our LGBT community and our military, right? LGBT community serves in the U.S. Armed Force openly now. We all know that. Uh, so my first question is, do you agree to this policy? that Obama administration implemented? Maga, you can go first. I would go for Maga. Yes, Maga, go ahead. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Go for me first. (laughs) Do I believe that open LGD should be serving the military? Yes. Mm. Uh, No. Okay, and let's go ahead with uh, Bad Driver. What do you think? I say yes. All right. For me, I would say I don't care. <laughs> that's not that's not yes or no. It has to be yes or no. That's not yes or no. Well, that's, yes that's what I was going. I, I would say <laughs> I don't care, but I think we are professionals, and our uh, yes, yes or no, yes or no. <laughs> okay, yeah. Sorry about that. I would say no. Then, uh, should our military budget include the sex change operations? <laughs> oh, wow. Maga, this is Maga. It's a bipartisan policy. Yes, this is Maga. I'm going to say, okay, so should should the military fund <laughs> sex operations? Yes. Is, is that, sex I change would say operations. No. I would say no. And bad driver? That's a no for me. Okay, so no it's for a private issue. Well. We all agree on this. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> all the all the, uh, the all the Democratic Party uh, and the House and Senate they they think it should, and also twenty four uh, uh, Republican uh, does as well. Then, uh, okay, we're moving on to the third one. Should female military personnel be in combat as part of the ground troop fighting ISIS? This is is MAGA, and I would say yes. I agree. I say yes. uh, All right. In this way, in, in this question, I am kind of away on this. I would say no. We will discuss wow. next Wow. 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 Ooh. <laughs> it's going to be fun, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This will be interesting. Awesome. <laughs> yes, and 
that is it for today, guys. And thank you again for listening to our channel, Stereotypes. We have a new episode every week. Please subscribe to our podcast so that you will never miss an episode. Also, uh, on that note, have a wonderful day and God bless. God bless. God bless, everyone. Thank <laughs> you.